the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Present those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living live. Like It Matters. Woo! I always like when Lee's doing the show, I get a little applause here and there. I like it, like it. I'm getting in that fighting shape. Uh, you know, I am just back from a big weekend. You know, we had a uh, class team 238. I uh, had uh, 10 individuals go through my training and uh, change 10 lives. You know, but the interesting thing was uh, it was a big class. It was a closed class. It was actually at 14 people, 14 people uh, on Monday. Uh, and then on Tuesday, it was down to 13. And then uh, Wednesday night, <laughs> uh, one of my good clients, uh, one of their guys didn't want to go. He didn't want to sign a liability release form, didn't trust his boss, didn't trust Mr. Black. So he pulled out. And then Thursday morning, uh, one of my people I go to church with, she called in sick. And then Thursday, right before we started uh, all getting ready for class, one of the students that we gave a gift to, a $2,000 gift, was a basically a no-call, no-show. Finally got a hold of her and said, ah, oh, nah, I'm kind of busy. Some 22-year-old girl whose life's falling apart, but hey, she's too busy to fix it. You know, and that's what I want to talk about today. You know, uh, uh, today we're going to be joined by a recent graduate from this weekend, a great man. You're going to really enjoy him. But, you know... I, I'm very reflective before class, after class, during class. I guess I'm always reflective. I guess I don't need to uh, parenthetically separate, set it apart. Huh? <laughs> but, you know, we have opportunities. We have choices. Uh, and with those opportunities and those choices, we have consequences. However, many times we have no idea what the consequences were. In other words, many ideas when we choose not to do something, if you think about it, we have no idea technically what we miss by the choices we chose instead of choosing the other choices. Have you ever thought about that? And today and all this week, people will join our radio show to share their, their life-changing experience in Leadership Awakening. But the interesting thing I want you to pause for a moment again and, and grasp because maybe I'm not making myself clear. There were supposed to be 14 people in that class. But we went with 10. And the 10 that started, they finished. In other words, there were four people who chose not to be there for many different reasons. Uh, one of them just pulled out of class, don't know why. One of them, I told you, he was, uh, I think he has some issues with his wife, doesn't trust his wife. And I think the fear of leaving and being out of town for three days uh, scared him. Now, he came up with lots of other reasons not to go. 
But that, I think, was the real one, just my gut feeling. And then I had Sherry in my church who, uh, I don't know, she wasn't there Wednesday night, and maybe the devil got a hold of her. You know, the strange things happen the week of class to keep people from going. And then there's this one young girl, my son's age, who's a friend of my son and his friends, and is actually living with one of the guys, and uh, a lot of, lot of stuff in there, a lot of family of origin issues, a lot of struggles, and yet her life was so busy. So her weekend was normal. She played around with her boyfriend and hung around with some friends and did nothing and slept in and did all that. And her life is totally the same today as it was last week. But these 10 people who made a different choice have a totally different outcome. Their lives are different. They're bouncing off the walls. They're making new relationships. They're healing old relationships. Uh, they're moving beyond fear. They're having experiences that they never could have happened before. And, you know, all throughout my class, what I do is I go through and I tell people, open your heart, open your mind. All through class, I, I pray over each one of those chairs and every break, uh, every section between classes. I, I pray over those chairs. And what do I pray over those chairs? Please, dear God, open the heart and open the mind of this person. See, God gives us choices, gives us opportunities. And when we miss those opportunities, I want you to think about this. We don't know what we don't know. In other words, we don't know what we miss. And today the question is, what are you missing? Because we think we know so much. But with our closed eyes and our closed minds and our closed hearts, with our holding on the past, with our with our being predicated or programmed, if you will, uh, we're told what to think. It's stunning. It kind of reminds me of the, the, the six blind men and the elephant. You know, it's a picture of relativism, a picture of tolerance. You know, it's a, the blind man, the elephant's a famous Indian fable that tells the story of six blind sojourners that came across different parts of an elephant in their life journeys. In turn, each blind man creates their own version of reality. And see, from a limited experience and perspective, and that's what we do. You know, one thing I've learned working with humans at a deep structural level for 30 years is nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And then as you take science and like things like epigenetics that says that we are uh, you know, basically a community of 300 trillion cells, all driven by environment. It's stunning. You change your position. You change your perspective. Life is not what we think it is. It's what we make it. It's what our belief systems become. And we filter through that. And so in a way, I'll, I'll, I'll negate something. I just said kind of technically, life is what we think about. So here's a poem by John Godfrey Sachs called Blind Men the Elephant, which kind of tells what I do in my training. It was six men of understand to learning much inclined who went to see the elephant, though all of them were blind, that each by observation might satisfy his mind. The first approached the elephant and happened to fall against his broad and sturdy side. At once began to bawl. God bless me, but the elephant is very like a wall. The second feeling of the tusk cried, Ho, what have we here? So very round and smooth and sharp to me, tis mighty clear. The wonder of an elephant is very like a spear. The third approached the animal and happened to take 
the squirming trunk within his hands, thus boldly up and spake. I see, quoth he, the elephant is very like a snake. The fourth reached out an eager hand and felt above the knee. What most this wondrous beast is like is mighty plain, quoth he. Tis clear enough the elephant is very like a tree. The fifth who chanced to touch the ear said even the blindest man can tell what this resembles most, deny the fact who can. This marvel of an elephant is very like a fan. The sixth no sooner had begun and the beast to grope than seizing on the swinging tail that fell within his scope. I see, quoth he, the elephant is very like a rope. And so these men of understand disputed loud and long, each in his own opinion, exceeding stiff and strong, though each was partly in the right and all were in the wrong. The moral? So often theological wars, the disputants, I ween, rail on in utter ignorance of what each other mean, and prate about an elephant not one of them has seen. You know, the blind man and the elephant is an ancient parable used today as a warning for people that promote absolute truth or exclusive religious claims. The simple reason is that our sensory perceptions and life experiences can lead to limited access and overreaching misinterpretations. Have you looked at the news lately? Have you watched the news? See, when it comes to the moral of the blind man and the elephant, it seems that today's philosophers and their agenda too quickly, doesn't the picture of the blind man and the elephant also point to something bigger, the elephant? And so many miss us are missing the elephant in the room. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk to a gentleman who has a LEO background, law enforcement uh, officer background, who's been through a lot of trauma, been through a lot of drama. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, things look much different to him than they did 48 hours before the world of Mr. Black. So stay with us after these messages. We'll be right back. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Drug commercials always distract us with happy, pretty pictures. But have you listened to the scary side effects? I'm certified clinical nutritionist Marty Whittakin. 
On my Healthy by Nature show, our experts arm you with reliable, science-based information to help you feel your best and stay off that slippery slope to pharmaceutical crisis medicine. Visit our health library on healthybynatureshow.com. Healthy by Nature, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and I am back from an uh, incredible weekend. Uh, I had a chance to spend the weekend with uh, 10 powerful people from all over the country. Uh, and, you know, we are blessed because we get, uh, we get to walk in certain companies, uh, help them build their culture, help them develop their people. Uh, we have one company in uh, Sacramento called Iron Mechanical. One of my good friends, uh, Jed and Terry Rissy, kind of run that place, a big construction company. We've got a, a nice uh, solar company in Oregon that we're going to be uh, really expanding a lot with. And uh, one of my favorite companies is the Car Medic. And what's cool about the Car Medic is they have people come to them to, to do a paint-free, I should say, a paint-free dent repair business. Uh, and it's cool because these people that come to become a car medic, they come from all backgrounds, uh, all walks of life, all different ages, all different experiences. Uh, and it's interesting because I get to know them pretty personally and intimately of how they came to the car medic and then they meet me as they join the car medic and, and the car medic becomes a new business, a new opportunity, and it changes their life. So I love the relationship I have. And so this last weekend, we had a car medic class. Seven of the ten were from the car medic and uh, just a great group of men from all walks of life, from all backgrounds, all age groups. Uh, and man, was I blessed. And one of the gentlemen, just a, a really neat man. Uh, uh, has a LEO background and uh, has a, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of issues dealing with because of that background and just I love when I get people in my class because they're floating a lot of times they're they're in between things they're not sure about things some are some are more sure than others but I love to take them in my class and basically let them unpack themselves break themselves down take a look at things and then put themselves back together. 
uh, and uh, that experience changes uh, both me and that person. And uh, today I thought I'd in, uh, invite one of those gentlemen, a, a guy I fell in love with, a good man, a good heart. He's got a great background, and he's got an incredible future. So uh, let's go. Let's go phone lines. Let's go phone line number one. Let's welcome Walt uh, to Like It Matters Radio. Hey, Walt. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm well, Mr. Black. What's, what's happening, man? Uh, just in the hands of God, brother. Just in the hands of God. So, uh, man, how's your weekend go? How's your weekend go? It's been uh, – I've had a good weekend of uh, clarity since the, uh, since yeah. the class, since the awakening. Yeah, yeah. So, so a uh, little background about you, Walter, if you don't mind. Take a maybe three, four, five minutes and just give us a little background about sure. you. Sure, sure. Um, I was a, a law enforcement officer um, down south. I'm not going to name a state or anything like that or agency. Um, I worked there for about 20 years. Um, during the course of uh, of working there, I uh, worked a lot of high profile cases. Um, I worked uh, did some man hunting, uh, some some fugitive task forces. Um, in the area, and uh, also worked sex crimes uh, later on in my career. Um, I didn't find that all the trauma that I experienced as being a police officer didn't really show up until um, yeah, I got to the sex crimes unit, and things got a little bit more, uh, a little bit crazier, the kind of cases I was working and things that I was seeing. And they were in direct conflict with my faith. And um, it just I, it was just sad, man. I just I saw a lot of stuff in the world, and it, and it just, uh, it, it, you know, it made me hopeless, really. And by the time I had what? gotten out, I was hopeless. And when did you walk away from that? When did you stop being an LEO? Uh, two years ago. Okay. And then what did you do after that? Did you just do odd jobs, or what? What was your? What? What happened after you left? Yes, sir. I went into um, real estate with my wife. She's a successful real estate agent, and uh, I thought, what a perfect job. Work with my wife. I love her. She's awesome. She's beautiful. Not a better place to work, right? Um, but then I <laughs> yeah. found out that I. That I <laughs> but then I found out that um that uh, I'm I'm not the kind of guy that likes to sit around. I'm a mover and shaker. So yeah. uh, I got up off my feet and went and found a, a job doing uh, home inspections. And that sort of satisfied my investigative mind at the time. And um, yeah. and, and then uh, then after that, I, I met a couple of guys that, that worked for CarMedic, and um, and we just I just started mentoring with them. And now here I am. And uh, it's, it's been quite a journey. It's been awesome. Yeah, and you know, I always tell people, not everybody, but uh, when I do these car medic classes, every once in a while, I think you're one of them. I said, uh, you and I, uh, car medic, God used the car medic to bring us together, but uh, we were brought together for more than just the car medic because uh, uh, you're a good man. Absolutely. And I, and I told you that I'm going to walk with you and I help you. But uh, yeah, you know, here you go, you, 20 years, and you you worked with some intense stuff, some sex crimes units and all that stuff. And, and man, once you get that stuff in your head, uh, it's hard to get out, uh, and to, and you said it yourself. You did not realize the the toll it had taken on you, correct? Until afterwards, correct? Not until I'd gotten out. It was only until I'd gotten out. I actually had a full, complete panic attack one day, right in my truck, and I, I, I had no control of my my legs. I had to drive home with my wrist. You know, if you know me, I have a pretty large truck with large tires on it. It's very difficult to drive like that. I called my wife. I said, babe, I'm on the way home. I think I'm having a panic attack. I'm not sure. You need to come outside and get me out of the truck. And then I was, and she had to. She had to literally drag me wow. to the house. Truck. That was going on. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. So all that, you, you, you got to make a living. You got to do what you got to do. And so you're looking for a place to, to have your next future at, and you wind up with a car medic. So you figure when you sign up for car medic, you just figured it's just a great business opportunity. What were your thoughts? Just uh, it's a new, new beginning. What were your thoughts with the car medic? Yeah, new beginning, great business opportunity. I don't know if a lot of people who are in law enforcement, they know there's a lot of micromanagement. And um, so I enjoy the opportunity to be free and to be able to use my own skills and to reach out, find people, and to create my own way in life, take care of my family, take care of my friends. And um, yeah. so that's what I originally came into, came into it for, looking for that freedom uh, to create my own way. And then uh, found out that Carmatic, is, uh, they're, they're invested into people, and they're invested yeah. into people that want to serve others. And, and they send us to this training, and uh, we get rid of the stuff we need to get rid of so we can better, we can better equip and serve, serve others in our lives. Yeah. yeah and that's so cool. It's, a, it's unique. People don't get it. And I tell people all the time, leadership training, true leadership training must impact at a personal level. And that's why I always acknowledge all the companies that work with me. You know, we're not open to public. We're by referral only. Uh, I don't have a team. I got my wife helps me. That's me and her. That's it. So, uh, yeah, we choose who goes to our training. And and there's a reason for it because it's tough. And imagine you were going off to some car medic training, your next uh, career, and then you show up at my door on Thursday night. You're going away for some training. So, you got to be honest with me. Uh, when you came in my door, what did you think was going to happen over those two days? I had no idea because I had no preconceived notions. Uh, but I thought you were some kind of a voodoo man at first, maybe. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I uh, kind of went from there. <laughs> yeah, kind of went from there. Then, you know, first impressions. Talking, yeah, so then as you started talking, um, I, I saw that. A lot of uh, you know your values are my values because we have, we have the same father, right? We have we have we have yeah, God amen. and His Son Jesus, and so yeah. and so. Right. Once you see that, once you see another uh, brother or sister in Christ, and you yeah. guys, you know that you're equally yoked, even though you might have some stuff messed up on you, but we're all messed up. We're all there. Yeah, amen. So that made me amen. trust you more, just the fact that you have the same faith that I have. So that made it easier. Yeah. But you know what? It's for anybody yeah. of any faith, though. Yep. Yep. Well, that's a big thing, you know, when G- I'll never forget, you know, in the Bible, Jesus was at a house, I don't remember where it was, and he was kind of upsetting some people, he was basically claiming to be God, which uh, you and I know he is, so why wouldn't you claim to be? But uh, some people got anxious, and, and, and all of a sudden there's a knock at the door, and, and in the story, j- someone comes to Jesus and says, oh, Jesus, your mother and your brother are outside the door, and I think it was more like, hey, oh, God, mommy and brother are outside God, you know, they're mocking him. <laughs> And I'll never, I'll never forget what Jesus said, and I live by his standard. His word is my word. And it said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? But he or she who does the will of my father, that is my mother, and that is my brother. And, you know, I have never had affinity uh, for anybody with light skin. I have never looked at a light-skinned person, what, you, what the world will call white, and when they did something, go, wow, how good for my people. Whoa, man, what a great day for my people. I'm like, my people? That's why I hear people of color sometimes. It's not all of them, but some will say, oh, they're, uh, uh, that's my people, my people. LeBron James says, my people, my people. And I go, who are my people? And whenever I say that, the God put that in my head. Your people, whoever does the will of your, your father, that is your people. Scott Black, and so a, you're is, right. You a, and I. It is a body of Christ. Yep. Body yep. Of Christ. You and I. Everybody. Amen. 
Amen. So you got to ask, you got to tell me, five minutes into the class, you know, we're going, you're LEO background, you've done some pretty intense stuff, you've been through incredible leadership training. Uh, five minutes into it, what are you thinking? What's going through your head? Uh, the same thing that always goes goes through your head, the same thing that kind of keeps you alive is the LEO. I like kind of what I felt in there, you know, I was like, I yeah. want to get out of here really, really bad, but I want to stay too. I want to get out, but I want to stay. It's like you, you that's how it starts. And then you just, you start, you, you say to yourself, I'm open to this process. I'm open to this process. I'm open to changing myself. I cannot help others yep. unless I help myself. And that's where it yep. starts. Yeah, it's bullseye. I can't help and my you wife struggle. unless I help myself. I can't help my kids unless I help myself. Yeah, no, that's where God uses. I can't be a good husband, you know. Yep. And you've struggled with PTSD in the past, correct? Sir, say that again. And you've struggled with PTSD in the past? Um, I, I, I've only, it's only recently come to light within the past two years. And then, um, so once I had that anxiety attack that I spoke about earlier, I went and sought the help of a, of a doctor and, um, and I got kind of gone from there. Okay. Awesome. And this is where I can help yeah. you see, this is what's cool. You know, in our class, you learn a lot about how the mind works. You know, I, I teach a lot about vision, about how beginning with the end in mind, goal setting, uh, selling, gaining agreement, all those things people don't realize is have a psychological flair to them, the ability to gain agreement, uh, the ability to uh, to get someone to go along with you, something you're doing, even if they're not sure if they can do it. A lot of people don't realize this is all a mental uh, opportunity. And so in my training, I teach a lot about how the mind works, how we create experience, uh, how we make ourselves excited, how we make ourselves depressed. And so hold on to that thought because after the break, I want to really talk about what we taught you, what you learned about the power of your mind, the power of your focus, and what control you have. So stay with us, please. Uh, I am Black. Uh, we're going to commercial break, and we'll be back in three minutes. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited 
before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and today we're considering what have you been missing? You know, there's so much that goes on around us that most people never even realize. Uh, again, I just finished a leadership awakening class. We were supposed to be at 14 people. We had 10, and those 10 people had a life-changing experience. The four that didn't show up, their weekend was just the same. They haven't probably thought about it twice since then. And it made me think, what have we been missing? The Bible actually says that you could have been entertaining angels from on high, but didn't even realize it. In the Bible, when you read it, Jesus was walking with people, and they didn't even realize it was him walking with them. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to realize, what are we missing? There's so much going on around us. There's so much happening. And most people are deaf, numb, and blind. We look, but we don't see. We're too busy judging people. We touch, but we don't feel. We don't feel. We're, we're, we're too numb. We've hurt all of our lives, so we shut off our feelings. Uh, and right now, you're all listening to me. Or you can hear me, I should say. But I learned a long time ago, most people don't listen to each other. We're so busy talking to ourselves. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And so when someone on the outside is talking to us, what chance do they have? Because we got a, a party inside of our head talking to us. We're distracted. We got to run over here and run over there. We got 27 channels of ESP. We got 15 things we got to do today. And it just reminds me of one thing a good pastor friend of mine told me years ago. If the devil can't make you bad. He'll make you busy. And so today we are blessed because uh, the week after our Leadership Awakening class, we'd like to have people join us. And today we are blessed. Uh, we have a recent graduate, a former LEO, and now a new car medic. So let's welcome back to Like It Matters Radio, Walt. Again, Walt, thank you so much. I know you're busy, and I appreciate you taking time with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So let me ask you. Uh, so you went into class. You weren't sure what you were there for. You were there for a new career. Uh, and all of a sudden you meet this guy, not really sure about him, not really sure if you should trust him or not. And uh, the class is intense, and there's lots of ups and downs. But at some point in the training, I realized uh, over 30 years that people start getting into it. Something happens, something triggers something, uh, the, the training envelop, envelops them or engulfs them, and all of a sudden they find themselves getting into it more. I call it the, 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 the shift. Where do you think that shift mm -hmm. took place for you? 
shift for me was on day two, and, and, I, and it was something just as simple as something you said to me just struck my core. Mm-hmm. And, and the way you kept uh, talking to me about how, how my, my body positioning was and, and how I always looked angry, you weren't the first person that ever told me that. But you're like the, second, the third or fourth person that's told me that. Yeah. And so obviously that's an issue. And, um, and I, don't, I don't want to be, I don't want people to look at me and think that I'm unapproachable because then I can't share the gospel with them. Because then I can't, yep. I can't, um, then I can't help them with some other, some other yep. something that, that they might need. You know, I can't serve yeah. them if I'm unapproachable. Yep. And I don't yep. want to be that guy. And cop work made me unapproachable because I've, I've just seen a lot. I've experienced a lot. And so whenever you meet some, meet somebody uh, for the first time in cop work, it's usually the worst day of their life. And so you're meeting <laughs> them for the first time on the worst day of their life. So yeah. it's, it's, it's difficult. And so you're not able to really build, you know, you know, these relationships that you need to build to, to make this country better, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So a shift took place. What was that shift? World, I couldn't get out. So what was the shift? What did I say that really kind of got your attention? It was something um, faith-based. I don't remember off the top of my head because it was kind of a mountaintop experience it, for me. But, it was, yeah, you kind of just peered in my eyes, and it just said something to me. And it just struck me. And that was when I started crying. You remember when I cried in that class? I'm yeah, not scared to say yeah. that. I'm a man, and I cry. Yeah. Sorry. Amen. Me too. I cry a lot, brother. So that was when I remember that. And, yeah, and, you know, I train in the spirit. So, you know, I'm fully present with you guys. You realize that I don't miss anything in the class. I see what everybody's doing. I see every conversation. I'm I'm like a U2 playing in that room. But once the shift started taking place, you started opening your heart up, and you started opening your Absolutely. mind up. See, see up until Absolutely. that point, and that's what I pray over those chairs, open heart and open mind. And when you opened your heart and opened your mind, what did you notice? What did you experience? I mean, what, let me put it this way. What would you say is the biggest takeaway, the biggest uh, benefit so far you feel you've gotten from that class? I can't serve others until I've got my own inside self taken care of. That's the biggest thing. And that's something I'd heard of my whole life. Something yep. I, I was raised in the church. I was raised in the church. Yeah. I've been yeah. I've been a Christian since since middle school, you know, mm-hmm. and I've gone to church. I go every Sunday. I play in the bands, sing the worship songs. I raise my hands. I do this, do that, you know. But I, it, along the way, I forgot to maintenance myself. We maintenance our cars. We we maintenance our homes. Why don't we maintenance yep. our hearts and our minds? And I yep. failed to maintenance my hearts and my my heart and my mind. Yep, and, that's and the I heart goes. Cl- yeah, and the heart is shutting down, and the mind goes numb, and we start getting told what to think, and we start doubting and fearful, and without trust, there is no commitment, uh, and without faith, it's impossible to please God, and, and both come down to the same thing. They're very similar. Trust, commitment, and faith are all of the same thread, uh, and sometimes you got to act as if even when you don't. But I'm going to tell you, I saw the huge shift in you. And let me ask you, you know, you went in there with a lot of hurt, a lot of darkness, a lot of pain. What are you hopeful about today? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm most excited about the, the things you had taught me about how my brain is working and how I can apply that uh, to my marriage and, and to me raising uh, the young ladies that I have in my house. Um, yeah. And that's the most important. And um, because I want to make sure that, that I can be the best man for them. Okay, and then also, um, and I say that's the most important, but the most important thing is, is God. I want to serve God. That's what I'm called to do. And while being a cop, I was serving. And when I got out of being a cop, and you know all that disappointment, all that hurt, and all those terrible things that I saw, I had stopped serving God. And so this class has made me realize that, yet one, I needed to clean the mess up, and two, I need to push on and serve God again because that's what gave me the most uh, happiness and joy in my life. 
Yeah, would you say there was a lot, there was a lot of confusion in your head and heart before you got in my class, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially with you your beliefs. What I, that, what I wanted or right. what that missing piece was, you know, I just knew I was missing something, you know. Well, and, that, and it, it came down to a lack of purpose, right? When I kept asking you, what are you lacking? You realized you had no purpose. Is that fair to say? Or? That is fair to say because I've been wandering since I'd uh, taken my badge and my gun off. been wandering around this world. Yep. And there's a lot of people out there like you, Walt. There's a lot of people that that love serving. They love being a law enforcement officer. They love being involved with their community. And they've seen a lot of trauma. Uh, they've been in a lot of situations that uh, scarred them. Uh, and I always tell people that uh, people don't realize this, but law enforcement officers, more law enforcement officers die from their own gun than from any perps gun. Uh, and uh, there are more people taking cops' lives today, I think, almost uh, any time. I mean, it's just unheralded. Uh, it's uh, it's unbelievable, to be honest with you. And yet cops struggle yeah. so much, yeah, with depression, uh, with uh, fights in family, because you got to stuff all this pain. you got to stuff all these this stuff. You stuff, stuff, stuff. And at some point, you either implode or snap, one or the other. It's either internal or external. Uh, and the exactly. fact that you did you didn't even realize you were there. It was so incredible. Now, let me ask you, did I teach you a lot about how your brain works? Do you feel like you're better equipped to handle this PTSD and all this stuff? Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. I can't, I can have told my wife multiple times since I've spoken to her since the class has ended. I'm like, babe, I can't wait to show you. I can't wait to, yeah. you know, I've already been telling her on the phone, but she's already seen the transformation. Just my eyes alone, just seeing my eyes. When we uh, talk at night on, on the video chat or whatever, you know, she's like, you look so clear, you know? Ah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, Yeah, and and that's the thing. You know, I teach people that, you know, our unconscious brain runs the ship. You know, we only use roughly 3 to 5%. I've heard our brain consciously. If you're self-actualized, I've seen the number as high as 11 or 12%. But even at 11 or 12%, you got to figure almost 9 tenths, 90% of our life is unconscious. And so we're going through life. We're not even aware of what's going on. Uh, but yet all that stuff is stored in our subconscious mind. And so I teach people that if you're going to make any lasting change, you must follow the rules of the subconscious brain because it runs the ship. Uh, and you learned about tra- transactional analysis. You learned about the mind, and we're, it's six times faster than we can talk. You learned about the the uh, the stimulus and the response. You know, the, There's a space between the stimulus and the response, and in that space is our power and our freedom. And now you realize now you realize that someone can say and do something, but then we respond by going back to our past. We see something from our past. We say something from our past or we feel something from our past. And then based on that, we respond. And so mm-hmm. hopefully one thing you feel is you have power now. You have the power to interrupt the program, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like I have power over the trauma. I don't want to respond based on the trauma circumstances I've, I've gone through. I want to, I want to base them upon the, the grounded things that I know about my, my faith and about life and, and positive circumstances that are going on. I'm going to be able to serve people with a clean heart. That's my focus right now. Amen. And, and uh, I tell people this all the time, and I lead with my pain. You know this, Walt. I lead with my pain. And, and I always say this. Mm-hmm. I said, pain pain creates a chasm for joy to fill up. And I, I, I say the same words. I say, God trusts some of us more than others because it is the depth of pain that we experience. It is at that depth, the depth that we can serve God. The greater our pain, the greater we can serve people who have great pain. And when you can meet someone in their pain, meet them there, and then you can give them a hand and you can walk them out. And Walt, uh, I love you, brother. You're a brother in Christ. Uh, you're a law enforcement officer. You've served and you've sacrificed. And as I told you, I looked at the 
FBI, and I'm going to say it on national radio right now, and everybody can hear it. Uh, I'll walk with you until the good Lord takes one of us home. Uh, and then we can walk again on the sea of glass when we meet there. So uh, I appreciate you. Hey, and, and real quick, getting ready to get you off, but what would you say to anybody listening out there? What's the value of my training? Is there any value? Should people go to it? What would you say to someone who's considering going to my training? Go. Absolutely go. I'm trying to get my wife I'm trying to get my wife on board right now. So if, I'm, if, I, if I would send my wife, it is good. It is absolutely good. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the time. You need to focus on yourself. If, if, if you haven't been checking on yourself, you've been checking on everybody else, you need to go. You need to go. This guy has the, has, has the talent, and, and he's got uh, the big man behind him. He's got a guy behind him. You can tell <laughs> by the way he lives, by the way he speaks, and this whole operation is, is, is from God. Uh, so trust him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, brother. God bless you. Give my best to the medics, and have a great day, okay, my friend? Thank you, Mr. Black. I appreciate you being the best. All right, buddy. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. For the rest of you, we'll be back after this three-minute break. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings follow Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult, and I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows, I've walked on glass, I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. 
I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And, you know, uh, Walt's just a great example. You know, one thing I learned over the years working with people is hurting people hurt people. It's a universal law. You can ban all the guns you want, but uh, I always tell people, I've got to be honest with you, if you're going to take me out, I'd rather you put a bullet in my head than chop me up. You know, what is it in Canada, guys, those people went on a, a stabbing spree and they killed 10 people and stabbed them all to death. Again, you know, you got hurting people hurting people. You got that uh, Army Hammer guy. You see that? The guy's a cannibal. Oh, my gosh. I haven't even seen the whole uh, independent discovery thing, but it's stunning. You got people taking their lives. Uh, Dave, a friend of mine, was talking about his uh, g- girlfriend lives in Duluth, and they were in Duluth, and this young man runs a, one of the big stores out there, 24-year-old kid, and works 70-hour weeks, and just a great guy. Uh, and yesterday, he, I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was uh, Monday, uh, Sunday, maybe, uh, that he uh, didn't return. He, w- he wasn't at work. And he found out he was at his home. He had killed himself. He had a 27-year-old, beautiful, blonde, uh, you know, morning show host uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, getting married, uh, engaged. Uh, she walked in the room, lit up a room, and yet she killed herself. Hurting people hurt people. And people are confused. People are lost. People don't know what to think anymore. And there's good reason. That's why there's a lot of chaos out there. A lot of chaos. Uh, I mean, it's stunning. Did you see this? Uh, you know, it got an Illinois University. It's like we can't let things go. Illinois professor says going maskless indoors is a manifestation of racism. So if you don't wear a mask in this class, you're a racist. Isn't that amazing? How about this one? Here's an article you probably didn't see. Regular use of ivermectin as prophylaxis for COVID-19 led up to a 92% reduction in COVID-19 mortality rate in a dose-response matter. Now, this is peer-reviewed. This was printed August 31st. Did you get that? Conclusion. Non-use of ivermectin was associated with a 12.5-fold increase. That's 1,200% increase. I'll say this again. This is a conclusion. This is done out of South Africa or Europe somewhere. I don't remember where, but it's done international, peer-reviewed. So this isn't some. This is a Donald Trump article. Non-use of ivermectin was associated with a 12.5-fold increase in death rate and a seven-fold increase. I'm sorry, mortality rate and a seven-fold increase risk of dying from COVID-19 compared to the regular use of ivermectin. Remember when it was horse tranquilizer, when Donald Trump was mocked and laughed about it. How about this one? Remember when Donald Trump was told that he was going to kill our kids by demanding that they went back to school? Well, now you got the White House and the teachers. You ready for this? They think you guys have short-term memory. They're really pushing this off. White House and this teachers union blames Trump. Yep, James Trump for COVID school closures. 
I mean, unions are fighting. They filed lawsuits against Florida, against other states, to keep the school closed. And now Weingarten, the head of the teachers' union, is telling people that it was Trump. And you know the sad part? A lot of people are going to believe it. I mean, they mocked him on the news every day that he does it. He's a super spreader. Remember, all he is a super spreader, super spreader, super spreader. Everything's a super spreader. Don't you see why people are confused? I'm, I'm stunned. In my class, I had people from all walks. I've had, I think, 22 years old up to 49 or 50 years old. A great wide group. And people are confused. People have lost purpose. They've lost passion. They don't know what to do because they're, they're, it doesn't make sense. And people don't know why people are so confused. There's a lack of clarity. Go to the store. I go to stores at the hotel that we did over the weekend. Great new hotel. We love our new hotel. I think we found a home. But the general manager, John, was talking about no call, no show employees. Uh, you got people who, are, who, when they do show up, uh, you know, are basically not doing their job and not interested in their job. You go to Walmart at 9 o'clock in the morning before church, and the parking lot's filled with carts. They've only been open for three hours. And you, why? I asked the manager, because the people just no call, no show. And you can't fire them. You can't hire people to do jobs. Everything's changed. Now all of a sudden, you know, everything's racist. We're all, don't you see, ladies and gentlemen, we're in an existential crisis. And this is why what I do is so important. This is why we need some clarity. We need to figure out who we are. We need to figure out why we're here. We need to figure out whose we are. This is a big deal. This is why I talk about on the radio. People don't have purpose anymore. They lost purpose. They used to have a passion for their country. Now they can't love their country. And then those that do love their country, uh, they don't know what country to love. Where's America? What happened to America? It's stunning. And ladies and gentlemen, it's a big deal. I know some of you don't like that. When I say ladies and gentlemen, I'm a leadership trainer. I'm used to talking to tens of thousands of people. I want to get your attention. I'm talking to ladies and gentlemen out there. I know some people on the radio say you're not supposed to say that. (laughs) I do it intentionally. That's what I've been doing for 30 years. I'm sure they tell people not to yell at people and call them names, right, Mark Levin? I'm sure they tell people not to do that. I don't think anybody's going to tell Mark Levin how to do his radio show. And he calls people idiots and morons and hangs up on people and all that. I'm sure that's not how you're supposed to treat people. But right now it's working to get a hold of people, to shake people. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a fog. And I'm going to tell you, there's so much more out in front of you. There are are these vacuums. And this is why it's important to know this knowledge vacuum. There's a structure vacuum. There's a relationship vacuum. There's authority vacuum. And you need to understand when these vacuums are there, they get filled with other stuff. And by the way, I don't know if you're aware or not, but you might be aware there's a scientific theory that nature abhors a vacuum. And I'm telling you, people do as well because we're little meaning makers. And if we can't make sense of something, we'll make it make sense whether it's true or not. In quantum mechanics, it's referred to as the vacuum state, which basically means there's no such thing as a vacuum. Let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, you created some kind of glass container closed off to all physical particles. From the outside looking in, it would appear as though it was empty. But really, it's not. That space, at the very least, contains electromagnetic waves and particles. If the slightest piercing were to penetrate the container, it would then be filled with air. And depending on where the container was located, a slightly larger opening may see it consumed with water or sand or any other substance. 
That's why philosophers like Aristotle have professed that vacuums don't exist. Why? Because as soon as we think there is one, something instantly fills it up. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's what's going on in America. We've lost our passion. We've lost our purpose. We've lost our identity. We're told right now the biggest threat to America are people like me, white Christians, a guy who would give his life for his country, a guy who bled red, white, and blue, a guy who loves the Lord as God with all his mind, with all his strength. But because I'm not into the corporate narrative, Facebook keeps throwing me in jail, so I'm a threat. And by the way, if you were to look specifically at teams and people, because that's what I mean. I'm in the people business. Established team. There are four vacuums that are especially present. Structure, knowledge, relationship, authority. Structure. This represents the systems that are in place. And look at America as our system in place, and it's lost. How we interact with people is lost. How we have relationships with people is lost. How we interact with people is lost. The ways in which a team is organized the rules that determine how and when the work gets done, all that's been shaken up. A vacuum of structures often filled with misguided people, and that's what you're seeing right now. How about knowledge? This reflects the collective ex- expertise of the employees and awareness of their developmental gaps and the principles that influence their decision-making. A vacuum of knowledge is often filled with costly errors. You can tell when there's a vacuum of knowledge because people repeat themselves over and over and over and over. Relationships. This includes a level of trust among team members, the degree to which they understand each other, the extent to which they like and respect each other. A vacuum of relationships is often filled with conflict. Makes sense? And the last one's authority. And look, we, have, we used to be a rule of nations. Now we're not. The Democratic Party gets to decide who gets prosecuted, which rules to apply or not. Now we, uh, we persecute and prosecute our political opponents. See, in authority, this is in relation to the informal power that some people hold. The credibility of the leader to lead the team and the ability of the leader to inspire change. A vacuum of authority is often filled with power struggles. That's what's going on. We got these vacuums. We got these unknowns. We got these X factors. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to bring some clarity to this. Go to likeitmatters.net. Listen to this daily radio show. I get you thinking, the one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate is our human brain. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Science says question everything. Our faith as a Christian, we're supposed to question everything. We're supposed to examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith. Examine yourself. Why do you get up each day? Why do you do what you do? Go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again. We need to start answering some of these questions, start to removing some of this confusion. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. The first conscious act in organizing our people is to let them know who they are. From executive producer Larry Elder and director Justin Malone comes Uncle Tom 2, a deeper look at the true history of black America. There is no country in this world that a black person would rather be, unless, of course, they grow up in this country. Black lives matter! Black lives matter! 
Uncle Tom 2 uncovers the Marxist plot to demoralize America using false racial tension to destroy capitalism, replace God with government, turning black prosperity, faith, and patriotism into a perceived state of discontent, victimization, and anger. There was an intention to use black people to affect change. They're fed a lie that is so deceptive, they actually believe the opposite of that which is true. Uncle Tom 2 with Brandon Tatum, Fody Bauckham, and Chad Jackson. Watch on demand or buy the DVD at salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. Ringing. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.